when I went into marketing, one of the most important things I learned early on was that if you don't toot your own horn, no one's going to make the music for you. Does promoting your work make you feel awkward? When you think about marketing, do you worry you'll come across as too salesy? Are you wondering how you can share your work with others in a way that feels genuine to who you are and the message you write? If so, you're in the right place. This episode is sure to help you out. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing, and help you learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. Whether you've just hit publish on your first blog post or you're navigating a traditional book deal with promotions, as a writer, you need to know a thing or two about marketing. Now, many writers think that marketing is for someone else to do, but not for us. We just want to write. But I hope this episode will broaden your vision about how savvy marketing can help to spread your message to readers who need to hear it. Our guest today, Mike Kim, had many of the same apprehensions when he started out. Today, as a business and marketing strategist, Mike specializes in personal branding, product launch strategies, and copywriting. He helps writers and other creatives discover the value in marketing efforts and assist them in launching their words out into the world. Lean in as Mike tells us more in this Tuesday teaching with Hope Writers co-founder, Brian Dixon. Most folks, when they're trying to market themselves or they're trying to get a message out there, they look at the people that they follow. And in your case, you probably follow a bunch of folks online. And you look at those people and you feel that you have to imitate what they do and that you have to be as omnipresent as they seem to be. And they have, and that you have to do a Facebook video every single day and an Instagram quote card every single day. And that's not true. Actually, if you look at my social media followers, uh, I don't have very many social media followers. I'm not actually that active on social. I use Facebook, I use Instagram, I use Twitter. But combined, those follower counts are less than my email list. But that begs the question, how did I grow my email list? It was just to serve people. It was through a podcast. It was through a blog. And really, um, there are three identities to your brand. And this will help everyone who's watching. There are three identities. Uh, and I walk large companies through this. I, I walk bloggers through this. I walked a $4 billion credit union in Phoenix <laughs> through this. So this is universal. This works across the board. There are three identities that you have as a brand. And as long as these three align, then your marketing will kind of create itself, if you will. And these go in no particular order. I want you to think of them like three legs on a stool. So all of them are important and neither have priority over the other. Uh, but I'll just say them in this order because this is how most people think about them. The first is your visual identity. What your brand looks like, what your website looks like, what your logo looks like, what the colors of your brand are. 
And so people associate your identity with the visuals. And so when people write a, you know, a book and they think about, well, what's the cover going to look like? We all think the cover's got to look great. And it does. It does need to look good because you have a visual identity. The second identity uh, is the uh, verbal identity. Okay, this is how you talk. So if you think about Nike, they don't actually don't use a lot of words in their marketing. They say, just do it. Or if you look at a high-end brand like Louis Vuitton, uh, fashion goods, they don't use a lot of words in their marketing. Now, neither does Walmart, but here's the thing. Walmart says certain things that Louis Vuitton would never say, including big savings. <laughs> you don't walk into a department store uh, or a high-end fashion goods store like Louis Vuitton and hear that there is going to be a big discount on anything, right? And so there are certain brand, brands talk a certain way, and that's why copywriting is so important. But that brings me to the third V. They all start with a V. I'm a, an alliteration fan. Uh, and the third identity in your, your brand identity is your value identity. How valuable do people think that you are? Um, when you go to Walmart, it's big savings. It's not a high-end thing that you're purchasing from Walmart. Um, and yet, when you go to Louis Vuitton, you expect those goods that you purchase because of the price and the positioning of that brand to be amongst the best in the world. So visual, verbal, and value all line up. And here's the thing. You can elevate the value identity of your brand before you have a really good looking website and before you have the best copy in the world written for you. You can establish yourself as somebody that's worth listening to. And so what you want to do is you want to gain a reputation. This is not as hard as we think. You just want to get a re reputation uh, for being somebody that's useful and helpful. And if you just show up consistently, do some of the stuff that Brian's been teaching you uh, inside, inside the forums and inside the membership group, and just consistently share value, um, you're going to see people start to follow you, and your marketing will kind of take care of itself. Uh, for example, two weeks ago, I was just at Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny. It was my first Tony Robbins event. And I told my email list that I was going to this event. And I just shot videos of myself while I was attending the event and just shared one key takeaway from in each video. And I had so many people email me, thank you so much. This is so valuable. This is so useful. And they were experiencing the event vicariously through me. That didn't take a really good looking website. I just did it on Facebook. It didn't take a ton of copywriting. I just told them, hey, I'm at day three at Date with Destiny. Here's what I've been learning so far. But I showed up to be valuable and to be useful. There's a visual identity, there's a verbal identity, and there's a value identity. And then when these three things align, this is what really pulls you in uh, into a brand. And this is what really aligns your marketing. And if you really deconstruct some of the people that you follow online, you'll, follow this, you'll, you'll find this to be true. If you're just starting out and you're not really sure Mike, just tell me what I should post every day. If you're just starting out with your branding and leveraging social media, and you don't have a blog yet even, or you don't have time to write a blog or to create new content, I want you to post three articles a week related to your industry. So let's say, Kristen, you're, you're writing a book, okay? Uh, on, let's say, um, uh, let, like health and wellness. Let's just say you, that you're writing about that. I'm not really sure what you're writing about. But I want you to post and share three articles a week based on health and wellness. Because what you're doing is you're trying to train your friends 
and your family who already know you that this is the direction you're going with your life. So on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, post an article or a Facebook live video or a blog post or some sort of any, any kind of content that you like, that you didn't even create, that you like, and share those on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Okay, let's say you want to be a fitness trainer, you have no clients or website, Google a few of those articles and share one on Monday morning, share one on Wednesday morning, and share one on Saturday. Okay, uh, and here's the thing, copywriting. Don't be lazy. Don't write, this is an amazing article, check it out. Tell people why it's amazing. Tell people this article really helped me dial in my morning nutrition routine, and I think it'll help you. Click the link. And what I'm doing there is I'm training you to write direct response marketing. We want to train ourselves to ask people to take a certain action. Okay. So what this does is it allows you to build credibility through content that you didn't even spend time creating. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, the second thing I would have you do on Tuesday and Thursday is post maybe an inspiring quote related to your industry. So maybe on Tuesday, you go to brainyquote.com, right? Brainyquote.com. And um, you pull a quote on health and wellness. And let's, so let's revisit the fitness example. Uh, right. I go to brainyquote.com and I see some quote by like Jim Rohn or something like that. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And you share that on Tuesday. And then bam, you post another one on Thursday. So now what you have is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you have five, five days of con great content that you're sharing that you didn't even make. It's awesome. You're leveraging other people's stuff, right? And what do you do the other two days? What do you do on Friday and Sunday? Well, Friday is, for most people is family day. Sunday, maybe it's another family day. So on Friday or Sunday, just post a picture of you with the kids. Mm. Okay, just post a picture of you sharing your life. Uh, right. And maybe you tie it in and it's like you eating kale salad with the kids and it sort of ties into the whole fitness thing. But in this example, um, what happens is you have kind of a content plan for Facebook um, throughout the week. Here's the crazy thing. Like I've walked some of my, my coaching students through this and they've said, well, I have a career established in one thing and I want to go be a fitness trainer or something else. And they would follow this advice and I would see their posts on Facebook. Even I started to associate, I'm the one who gave them the strategy. Even I started to say, well, you know what? Richard is like this fitness expert. And I was like, wait, wait, oh, no, he's so not. I know he just started this like yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. But how long should you do this? If you're doing, if you're just starting out, follow this thing religiously for mm -hmm. at least three weeks. I mean, no, no political posts. No pictures of your dog randomly, no multiple posts a day, um, no sharing other people's content. Just follow this religiously, no exceptions for like three weeks, 21 days. It'll make a, a habit out of it. And people will start to say to you like, huh, this is interesting. What is she doing? What is he doing? Where is he going with his life? And here's some tough love. If you can't follow this simple plan, you won't make it as a personal brand online. And here's why, because this is marketing. Marketing is just about, just as much about discipline and sticking to a plan as it is about creativity 
and serving people. You're serving people here. You're giving them really valuable content. So just stick with this. And you can use your Facebook personal page to do this if you want to. What great practical advice. I love how Mike talks about the real value you can offer your readers through marketing. Whatever kind of writing you do, you can share your work with others, knowing that your words matter and people need to hear them. Growing a robust platform through online marketing is most often a task associated with nonfiction writers. Novelist Catherine Ray believes this is a job for the fiction writer as well. In a conversation with Hope Writers, Catherine gives all writers these six solid tips based on her own experience for growing platforms and building a loyal readership. Number one, embrace small beginnings. When it comes to a strong social media following, a large subscriber list, or other marketing metrics, the starting line is the same for all of us. No one has a built-in platform, and all writers have to work hard to build a following or readership from scratch. Rather than waste headspace lamenting a small beginning, we can embrace our platforms for what they are right now, while still holding on to hope for growth. Our modest beginnings will grow as we continue to build our platforms with equal parts fun, effort, and strategy. Number two, have fun. It's easy for platform building to feel like a chore rather than a choice. Writers can feel pressured to build a platform while building a body of work. And one way to combat this pressure is to chase the fun. This is a favorite quote of ours from author Annie F. Downs. When we chase the fun, we increase our motivation to post online and we connect to readers with pleasure rather than out of protest. Readers can sense when you're not having fun. So experimenting with various social media platforms and email communication can help you determine what feels good to you while also giving you the results you desire. Number three, use your unique voice. Readers will return to your stories because of the unique way in which you tell them. When creating social media posts or writing newsletters, it's important that your voice remains consistent so that you're the same wherever your readers find you. It can be tempting to take on a voice similar to a writer who appears to be successful in platform building, but readers are looking for an authentic glimpse into the writer's brain, where your stories come from, and what your life looks like as you create. When you're authentic and share in your unique voice, it reassures readers that you're trustworthy. Number four, set boundaries. Platform building can easily become a rabbit hole into which we disappear and get lost, rather than a task to check off of our to-do list. We may get sidetracked scrolling on social media, spend too much time writing small platform pieces to the detriment of our stories, or find ourselves overspending our creative energy in the wrong places. To avoid losing yourself in the process, set limits for your social media usage, create a posting schedule, and decide on specific platform building tasks. You don't need to be available at all times or use all of the platforms available to you. Number five, create a schedule. Dedicated writers have a regular rhythm of writing. Writing rhythms are specific to each of us depending on our everyday responsibilities and our season in life. In the same way, our platform building efforts will be specific to our individual needs. Your writing time takes priority, but it's also important to build dedicated time into your schedule for marketing and building a readership. By setting a schedule for posting on social media, replying to readers, writing articles, blog posts, or newsletters, 
you can be sure your stories reach the people who will love them. Number six, avoid comparison. As in all areas of writing, comparison robs us of our ability to do our best work. Our energy can quickly become consumed with other writers and the size of their platform. Creativity and connection come from a place of confidence and security in what we have to offer our readers. It doesn't serve you to compare your platform, writing, or readership to other authors. And it doesn't serve those who follow your work. Comparison fools us into thinking we're behind or somehow less of a success in our work. Catherine reminds writers, there's no timeline here. If there's a timeline, it's because you're comparing yourself to someone else. This is your journey. Marketing your writing can feel like a full-time job, but in the hustle of this business work, you don't need to lose your sense of purpose. Promoting your work is part of the writerly life, and sharing your work with readers will always be an important part of what you do. Let's listen to Mike describe it one more time. When I went into marketing, one of the most important things I learned early on was that if you don't toot your own horn, no one's going to make the music for you. And yet that's a fine balance with what I hear you asking. And so the easiest way to do that is just to just to serve people and be very clear on the big problem that you want to solve. If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview with Mike Kim would be. Every week, Hope Writers members have access to a new one-hour Tuesday teaching with agents, publishers, social media strategists, and marketing gurus like Mike Kim. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs or articles, on social media, or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from writer and marketer Anne Handley. Even when you're marketing to your entire audience or customer base, you are still simply speaking to a single human at any given time. The best writing is always a conversation between the writer and her reader. Good marketing is no different. As you develop more content for your readers, you'll want to find ways to authentically share it. Marketing that prioritizes real value will help you to do this every time. When you market your work in this way, you can balance the art of writing with the business of publishing. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you've found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show, and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know you found the content helpful. See you next time.